Welcome to BFR Radio, a podcast dedicated to all things blood flow restriction training. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the BFR.co, where if you want to buy your own BFR cuffs, access online BFR training programs, increase your own BFR knowledge with the accredited BFR.co course, or you want more information about this type of training, this is your one place to go. And I'm your host, Dr. Chris Gavilio. Happy New Year, everyone, too, and welcome back to BFR Radio for 2023. It's already been a busy start to the year. I presented recently to Spinal Cords Injuries Australia about the basics of BFR, and it was really great to be able to present about the potential of BFR to assist with those with spinal cord injuries. On previous podcasts, I've actually interviewed strength and conditioning coach Kelly Bean, who spoke about her work with BFR and in particular with an athlete she works with called Sam Tate. Now, Sam is a Paralympian who broke his T11 vertebrae, but since then he's actually gone on to represent Australia at two Paralympics in skiing or sit skiing. And I also had him on the podcast, so if this sparks some interest on what you could do with BFR, with spinal cord injuries, make sure you check these episodes out. Just the other week, I actually recorded an interview with a mate of mine who's been using BFR in so many cool ways, and it's actually going to take me a little bit of time to put this podcast together. Therefore, I thought that I would follow on the theme from the last episode where I looked at the concept of incorporating BFR with high-load lifting, where I reviewed an article called Short-Term Blood Flow Restriction Increases Power Output and Bar Velocity During the Bench Press. This article was of interest to me for a multitude of reasons, partly because I lift with heavy loads with BFR, but also I was putting together an article on BFR and high load strength training. And although the research isn't as deep as a low load BFR strength training, there is some research in this area. And the article that I did can actually be found on sportsmith.co, which as a side note, also houses an amazing collection of articles, podcasts, and information on all things physical performance and training. The website is sportsmith.co, one S in the middle. And my article is called Blood Flow Restriction with High Load Resistance Training for Athletic Performance. As the last podcast review, the positive benefits for high load BFR bench press, I thought that it actually made sense for this article or this podcast to follow up on the lower body, and in this case, the squat. The title of the article of interest for today's podcast is therefore called Acute Effects of Different Blood Flow Restriction Protocols on Bar Velocity During the Squat Exercise. And this is another paper from Michael Wilk, who was also the primary investigator on the high load BFR bench press paper that I reviewed in the last episode. And if we briefly remember that last episode on high load BFR bench press, one of the major findings was that the addition of wearing BFR cuffs during the bench press at 70% of 1RM, resulted in significantly better barbell velocities. And another really interesting thing which I liked about this paper is that the participants had an 1RM of at least 1.2 times their body weight, which is actually quite unique as most studies published in literature don't have participants that really come close to this level of strength, so real positive for this paper. 
And the other positive thing that they found was that there was no negative side effects as well. In my own training, I also have found a similar response as well with some of the testing that I've done. And this has actually inspired my own current training program, which as I alluded to in the last podcast, I thought it would take a few cycles or about two months to see some positive changes or some really big changes and now i'm starting to see some shifts in the high loads which i haven't bench pressed in quite a long time back to today's article as it suggests the study is looking at the effects of adding blood flow restriction cuffs on the barbell velocity during a squat the additive factor to this study is that they compared the difference of using a continuous and an intermittent bfr pressure protocol Now, continuous BFR is where the pressure is maintained during the sets and the rest intervals of an exercise, whereas intermittent BFR is characterized by releasing the cuff pressure during the rest intervals. Continuous BFR is what we normally see in low load BFR resistance training, and it's a great way to ensure that we are maximizing the accumulation of those metabolites and therefore have that cascading effect, that positive effect with the BFR cuffs. There's also low load BFR strength training studies using an intermittent pressure protocol, which have showed a good effect as well. The intermittent protocol where you have cycles of inflation and deflation is also known as ischemic preconditioning. And I've spoken about the positive benefits of ischemic preconditioning in other podcasts as well. And with the many benefits of, and the mechanisms behind the positive effects of BFR in resistance training is that it increases the acute physiological responses such as metabolic stress, cell swelling, and endocrine responses. Similarly to the ischemic preconditioning, that is that inflation-deflation cycle, enhances ATP production by glycolytic and phosphogenic pathways as well as peak contractile force. Glycolytic pathway refers to the series of metabolic reactions by which glucose is broken down into pyruvate and ultimately produces ATP, that high energy source. And phosphogenic pathways refers to the various cellular pathways that generate high energy phosphates, such as ATP, adenosine triphosphate, through the metabolism of nutrients. And these pathways play a crucial role in providing energy for various cellular processes, and in this case, high-intensity exercise, or more specifically, resistance exercise. Since the level of explosive performance depends on these substrates and metabolic mechanisms, the authors thought that the use of BFR may be an effective tool for developing muscular power. Previous studies have highlighted that the effect of BFR on power output and bar velocity may depend not only on the cuff width and the circumference of the limbs, but also the length of the limbs. From this, the authors suggested that potentially the lower limb may require a higher BFR pressure and wider cuff to induce an acute increase in performance similar to that observed for the upper limbs in other studies. Another positive of these previous studies was that it also highlighted that the addition of BFR to the high load did not negatively affect mean bar velocity under any load of between 20 to 90% of 1RM compared to control conditions. And also it showed that they had no negative side effects and that it was quite safe. 
The main goal of the present study that I'm going to go through today was to examine the acute effects of different exercise protocols of BFR, that is continuous and intermittent, on bar velocity during the squat exercise with progressive loads going up to 90% of 1RM. It was hypothesized that both protocols of BFR enhance bar velocity during the squat exercise. If we look to the study protocol, each participant took part in three different experimental approaches, one week apart. The first was without BFR, that's no BFR or the control group. The second session was an intermittent BFR protocol and the third session was using a continuous BFR protocol. During each session, the participants performed six sets of the squat exercise for two repetitions in each set at loads progressing from 40 up to 90% of 1RM. There was three minutes rest interval between the sets and the repetitions were performed with a controlled tempo of movement consisting of a two-second eccentric phase and an emphasis on a maximum speed during the concentric phase of the movement. In the study, there was 11 healthy men, and they all had a 1RM in the squat exercise of over 150% of their body weight, or 1.5 times their body weight. The BFR pressure was set to 80% of arterial occlusion pressure, which amounted to approximately... 215 millimeters of mercury and the cuff width was 10 centimeters. For the intermittent BFR condition, the BFR was used only during the exercise. For the intermittent BFR condition, the BFR cuff was inflated only during the exercise and released during each rest interval. The cuff pressure was applied immediately before the squat set and released upon completion of the two repetitions. So the total duration was approximately 30 seconds of which five seconds of effort for each set times six sets. For the continuous BFR condition, the cuffs were applied one minute before the start of the first experimental set and was held until the experimental session was completed, which also included the rest intervals. And the total time was around 17 minutes. Looking at the results, and before I do get in the results, I'm going to quickly remind you of the last episode when I spoke about the use of statistics to tell us if the results are statistically relevant or not. Similar to the upper body article that I reviewed last episode, not only did they perform a t-test, that is where our p-value tells us whether the difference between two results is significant or not, but they also calculated effect sizes where it assesses the likelihood of the observed results being true. And this can allow the authors to be honest with their sample size and better acknowledge results and any trivial effects. This helps us, the reader, to understand what kind of differences was observed in a more real terminology. And this is relevant for this type of study, the sample size, and also the level of the lifters. If we only look at the p-value that was reported in this study, and that's how they actually reported the results in their discussion, the main finding of the study was that both the intermittent and the continuous BFR does not change mean and peak bar velocity for all tested loads. This initially highlights the addition of BFR does not negatively affect barbell velocity. However, Looking at the effect sizes reveals something a little bit different. For this, I'm going to focus on average bar velocity because I feel that that's a little bit more reflective of a better measure for the squat exercise. If it was a squat jump, I would be using peak velocity. 
And also I'm only gonna focus on the higher percentage RM loadings of between 70 and 90% of 1RM as this podcast is focusing on high load lifting. If we look at the results at average bar velocity at these loads, the intermittent BFR protocol resulted in faster barbell velocities than continuous BFR and also when not wearing BFR cuffs at all. And this is just looking at the group averages of the 11 men. Looking at the effect sizes, the difference between the scores for intermittent BFR and no BFR at 70% of 1RM was small. And then at 90% of 1RM, the difference was large. The barbell velocity for continuous BFR at these higher loads were slower than the intermittent BFR and were either the same or slightly slower than when not wearing BFR cuffs at all. What this is really saying is that if we look at the results from a group average point of view, absolute results, intermittent BFR at the higher loads is the way to go. And there's small to large effect sizes for the differences that we have seen. And something which I also highlight in other podcasts and just in studies in general is there's a large individuality in BFR training and actually in all types of training really. And the studies I really love to read is the ones that shows all the results and can actually split them into, I guess, responders and no responders. And that would have been really interesting, but unfortunately it was only group averages. Now, my theory on this and my own personal experience of wearing BFR cuffs while using high loads, that's around 80 to 90% of 1RM, is that the ability to hold a continuous BFR pressure is actually really quite difficult. And as a result, I personally use an intermittent protocol. From a simplistic mechanistic view, and this is my own personal view, I see that this type of training to be a balance between mechanical load, that's the load on the bar, and metabolic stress, that's the BFR. As the mechanical stress is already high, as seen by the 70 to 90% of 1RM, we need to complement this with a relevant and lower metabolic stressor. Hence, the intermittent protocol provides an adequate overall stress that's mechanical plus metabolic on our musculoskeletal system to provide subsequent pathway activation and signaling. Also, as I just mentioned, from a purely practical viewpoint, continuous BFR is just difficult. And therefore, I probably actually think it's reflective of the results that we saw here that it wasn't statistically worse than not wearing cuffs at all, but rather that the level of difficulty didn't enhance the outcome as the authors initially thought that they may have seen. Back to the study, despite the results, continuous BFR did not statistically reduce performance and both BFR interventions did not produce any negative side effects to the participants as well, another positive. Although the study did not assess the level of biochemical markers, gene expression or hormonal responses during and post-exercise, it'd be interesting to see if there was an enhanced response with either BFR intervention over not wearing the BFR cuffs. For example, another lower body BFR study found that the use of BFR used during the rest periods of squat exercise at 70% of 1RM in seven sets of 10 repetitions appeared to enhance the gene expression of angiogenesis, mitochondrial biogenesis, muscle repair, and hypertrophy in healthy young men. 
although that protocol is totally different, that's seven sets of 10 and using BFI passively during the rest periods, what it does show is that BFR does have a positive outcome from a mechanistic, from a growth point of view, from a recovery point of view. Therefore, hypothetically, even if there is no significant increase in barbell velocity, but a benefit to expression of biochemical and hormonal markers, we could potentially see that the inclusion of BFR to highlight squatting longitudinally could result in an improved physical lower body strength and power profile. Once again, just hypothetical, but I do think that is something worth exploring, especially when we know all the positive benefits of BFR and that it doesn't do anything negative to performance, also to the user as well. Personally, in the athletes that I coach, I've been using BFR with high loads with them for quite some time. And part of this has actually been an evolution of their own training. And a lot of these athletes comment when using BFR during the higher loads that they don't feel a decrement in performance or ability to perform or lift the load on the bar. And interestingly, they have subjective comments on a feeling of support or a good connection with the muscles being really activated or switched on. One of the other benefits of this type of training could also be applied for those athletes who may have joint issues. In this scenario, you could program a high percentage RM loading without overstressing the joint. Furthermore, the ability for BFR to reduce joint and tendon pain now gives the athlete to perform pain-free lower body strength exercises that has enough stress. Now that's a combination of mechanical or load and metabolic and BFR. They have enough stress on the system or in the system to actually get some sort of physical performance benefit out of their training. I hope you enjoyed this article and this review. Next episode, as I said, I've got an interview with a friend of mine, but it's actually jam-packed with lots of great practical ways that BFR can benefit you. And in fact, he's not an athlete, but he's proven to me that he's going above and beyond about how to fit BFR around a busy schedule as a father, how it has helped his back, how it's given him bigger biceps, and just given him a better outlook on life and also just being able to decrease pain whilst having a busy schedule. If this episode has sparked your own interest in starting an exercise regime, get in touch with me through my website. If this episode has sparked your own interest in starting an exercise regime, get in touch with me through my website, which is thebfr.co, or through my socials, which is on Instagram at thebfr.co or Twitter at thebfr underscore co. And I've actually thought if you program high load lifting to athletes or you're interested in this type of program, I've documented all of this and I actually program through Train Heroic and this is not a selling point for Train Heroics, but rather what I'm able to do is I'm able to put these programs onto an app that you could use as well. If something like that would interest you, let me know and you can actually get this in a really nice app format that you could use for your own training or give to the athletes that you coach as well. And from that, if you don't have a set of BFR cuffs, you can also purchase them from our website, which is www.thebfr.co. 
And lastly, before I go, a couple of favors from me to you. If you know of someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it. I do appreciate it. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your interaction. I really do enjoy it. See you in a couple of weeks and remember to keep the pump.